Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, wilhockbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you on this Monday morning here in the City of Champions, coming to you live from the Stingray Studios in the previously mentioned West Edmonton Mall. Lots of foot traffic today, Brandon. We're getting a lot of people walking by here. Time to get that shopping done. You've only got two weeks. We are two weeks away from uh, Santa making the journey around the globe, bringing cheer to all the boys and girls. Will you be uh, keeping as close of an eye on the uh, Santa tracker as you were the uh, Shohei fake PJ on uh, Friday? No. I will not. Not after that, Harper. Actually, no, I said I, I'm ready to be broken again. I mean, Cody Bellinger, are you out there? There I we saw go. your Let's wife or fiance, girlfriend. Loop back around. She was uh, taking pictures of the tower in Calgary or Toronto. Calgary. Calgary. That'd be even better. That would be so wild. The cannons or whatever. <laughs> so anyways, yes, uh, that, that was something on Friday. Uh, boycott, boycott uh, Shohei Otani in your fantasy leagues going forward. Just kidding. That would be a ridiculous strategy. But yeah, that was certainly something. Tough to move on from that one. Really, really, we were convinced it was happening. Yeah, I, I we, we talked about it a little bit this morning uh, during the Kevin Carey show. If you missed any of that, you can always go back and uh, find it on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast. You know, search the Kevin Carey show. But I don't think I quite sold myself on the idea as much as some other Jays fans that I know personally, yourself <laughs> included, Connor. I think, and you can tell me I'm wrong, but I think you were all the way in. You were you were convinced. I would say because I have friends who are like, "How mad are you going to be if it doesn't happen?" And for me, big like big picture, I didn't think it was going to happen. And then as we approached, like even when they said it was Jays or Dodgers, I was still at like, "Well, we'll see." Yeah. And then when the when Morosi confirmed he was on the plane, at that point it was like. I think there was a moment where Brad Slater and I just kind of looked at each other like, this is actually happening. This has to be happening. Where Morosi got that information from, I would love to see. I'm sure he won't out his sources. And you know what? Even the ones who said he's not on the plane, like Bob Nightingale and uh, was it Jeff Passan? I don't think they actually even said it till after the plane landed. Mm-hmm. So people didn't know. We had no idea what was going on. But yeah, I will say I was convinced when the reports were out there that he was on that plane. Why else would he go there? It quickly diminished Beautiful when it was time the, of year. When it was the guy from Shark Tank or whatever. Yeah, boy, got Shark Tank after that little stunt, buddy. But uh, yeah, that I, I was in. I, I I was in, and then it was just pulled from under me. So now we got to be very hesitant on what we do with this uh, Cody Bellinger situation and the Toronto Blue Jays and free agency in general. You always got to wait for uh, certain people to confirm it before you get too excited because anything can happen. one 401 is the text line. We're talking basically, as always, whatever you guys want to talk about. We can take this into the direction of NHL, NFL, whatever you might want to talk about. one 401 is the text line. Of course, email Connor at sports1440.ca and Brandon at sports fourteen forty. .ca, although I don't think we get too many emails anymore. Uh, I get a couple. Um, I This morning, uh, peeled off a copy of, uh, we had Dylan Plouffe from the University of Alberta Golden Bears on the 
Kevin Carey show last week to talk about him representing the U Sports All-Stars versus uh, the Canada World Junior uh, Camp Hopefuls. And uh, his dad reached out, uh, was looking for a copy of it so he could play it for his grandpa. Hmm. And, uh, and of course, uh, with, you know, not everybody necessarily being in tune with uh, where to find things on Apple, Spotify, etc. I just uh, got a little MP3 version of it and sent it across so the Plouffe family could enjoy that. Uh, real pleasure to have Dylan on the show. He's having a great season with the Bears. An all-star. The Bears, they're a bit of a slow start to the season, but they're kind of really rounding into form here. As always, Coach Herber's uh, icing himself a terrific competitive squad. And th- I mean, they're all on winter break right now, and this is a very quick tangent. But the Pandas, the Panda Bears, as I call them, six straight shutouts heading into the quint- uh, winter break. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, that is not bad. Sounds good to me. So you're telling me a lot of local teams here are playing good hockey as of late. One could say that, yeah. One could say, yeah. Uh, the Crusaders uh, right up near the top of the uh, AJ standings. The Saints keeping pace uh, along in the mix as well. The Oilers. Oil Kings, unfortunately, a tough loss on Saturday. You were at the game. Yeah, we were there for Star Wars night. Uh, 1440 presented the game. It was 3-2. It was competitive. And, you I mean, anyone who follows the WHL, you, you know the cycles that it goes in. The Oil Kings, had it not been for a global pandemic, probably win three league championships maybe mm-hmm. two out of three in the last couple of years here they get their trips to the mem cup but uh and then, you know they even had a trip out there they were just kind of decimated by injuries right now they're just kind of in that rebuilding process they're going to restock like they always do and they'll be competitive shortly but they got a good young team it was a fun game uh medicine hat did get the victory but we all had a good time down at uh, rogers place on saturday night taking it all in giving away some some hats and such what uh, what did you make of the the Star Wars scene? Like, did you get some uh, get some up close and personal time with uh, Darth Vader? Was uh, I know Kevin was very interested in uh, whether Princess Leia would be in attendance. I saw a family dressed up like the mom was Leia and the kids were dressed up, and the dad was Luke. There was uh, a couple little kids dressed up as Darth Vader, which was very cute. And <laughs> uh, they they did a good job. One of the best parts of the game, I thought. And I recorded video, but when I was recording it, Declan started talking to me, so it kind of cut out the, the quality of the video. But it, <laughs> it was uh, the kids on the Oil Kings making sound effects to, uh, like... Like know, a scene from Star Wars? Like the Darth Maul Duel of the Fates scene. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, meow, meow. It was very funny. The Devin Levi special. When he's at TV timeouts, he does the uh, the kneel, much like Qui-Gon Jinn as he's waiting for the uh, <laughs> the door things to open up. Oh, does he? Fates, so... Pretty cool. Well, they were just making sound effects. Yeah, but... It was uh, fun. Who was the best, do you recall? Who had the best sound effects? Oh, they were all good. They were all good. Um, I, I would highly recommend it because, you, you know, and they have the kids' specials, like the kids' meals, so you mm-hmm. get affordable food, uh, cheaper tickets in the Oilers. Uh, in my opinion, elite music. It's it's just a dance party in there throughout the entirety of the game. So, yeah, I, we always recommend checking out the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, it's a beautiful arena as well. Uh, lots to do right around there. There's a Canadian ice house right there. Short walk from the doors, like literally 10 steps. If you take big steps. And uh, definitely recommend that. Uh, the text line, it, it's going here. Uh, we should talk about the Edmonton Oilers very quickly here, just on the topic of good hockey teams. Uh, and on a fantasy spin, I don't know how many daily fantasy people went out there and picked up Cal Pickard yesterday, but it's 25 saves on 26 shots, a 9.62 save percentage. Just one goal against. Uh, very impressive performance from Pickard. And 
I, I just did a little number crunching last night before I went to bed. In the Oilers' stretch of winning seven in a row, I just want to throw in there that I did predict eight straight wins, so I'm one away from nailing that prediction, and I, I hope they go on even more of a run here. Uh, but the Edmonton Oilers' save percentage, 925. We had talked about it for a long time. All the Oilers need is good goaltending. It doesn't have to be great, but above 900, well, they're getting a 925 save percentage the last seven games. They're six and or sorry, seven and zero. Uh, they've outscored the opposition 35 to 12. So things are starting to turn around right now. Playing better defensively. Uh, last night, Evan Bouchard, of course, on the board with the goal. Connor McDavid and Evander Kane leading the way with two points each. Evander Kane, some great work behind the net. Uh, we can talk about goaltending bloopers from the New Jersey Devils perspective if we want as well, because that was really something. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl got the one assist on that one. I guess if you're in a league where shots count, Zach Hyman had five shots, couldn't uh, put anything in the net, which has been kind of a rare one for him. Uh, Nugent Hopkins had the assist. Derek Ryan had a goal. I don't know who would start Derek Ryan, but uh, Edmonton Oilers fantasy. If, you, if you've if loaded up on Oilers, I think you're probably starting to see some of the uh, I don't even know. You're, you're seeing the payday from the Oilers now. Yeah, you talk about the goaltending, and it's uh, it has been obviously much, much improved as of late. Uh, Bo Stewart Skinner uh, picking up a shutout uh, a little bit ago, coming very close on Friday in the game against the Wild. Then Cal Pickard on the same uh, kind of point last night, uh, only one goal allowed. But it's funny, even with Stewart Skinner's recent run of solid play, uh, his stat line still reads 303 goals against average and an 887 save percentage. So Working on it. <laughs> I guess we, to get back to the point that you initially said, the Oilers were just asking for good goaltending because they were not getting anything close to it because even with this uh, this very good run Stuart Skinner has been on, his uh, his numbers at face value still look far from ideal. So he's working on it, and, and with each game seemingly kind of chipping away at those and bringing them back uh, up, or, up or down, depending which one you're looking at, to a level that's more aligned with uh, a goaltender playing for a team on a seven-game winning streak. And I will say, I mean, big picture stuff. I don't know. We had talked about it, and, you know, all the the talking heads in this town had talked about Jack Campbell and when's he going to get that call up. I think Cal Pickard bought him some time, saying there's no rush. You stay down there. Figure it out. Get right. We don't have to feel the the pressure to bring him up here because Pickard gave you a great start. Yeah, it gives you flexibility. And even in in Cal Pickard's other start, uh, the loss, I mean, he wasn't terrible by any stretch. He gave them... Mostly, there was probably one goal, if I reflect back, that probably was a little bit of a oof type one and you'd like your goalie to have. But um, yeah, th- this just gives the Oilers flexibility that they all of a sudden aren't going to be forced into making a rash decision, whether it be in terms of a trade, uh, bringing Jack Campbell up maybe before we've determined uh, his validity as an NHL goaltender at this stage of the season. It- it- he can keep playing down there, continue to work on some things. Uh, of course, bringing Manny, Manny Legacy in. Um, as kind of a personal goaltending consultant for himself as well. Uh, all these things rolled into it. The strong performance by Pickard yesterday certainly gives uh, the Oilers uh, a longer timeline, a bit of a longer leash when it comes to their goaltending situation. And you, you don't want to overwork Stuart Skinner, but uh, the benefit is the Oilers' schedule has been pretty favorable in that regard. Uh, not much in terms of a lot of games packed into a short time period. We'll have a few more at home here before heading out on the road before the Christmas break. And then... Uh, back on the road again to follow that up uh, into the new year. So uh, the Oilers are in a good spot uh, schedule-wise. Uh, a lot of it uh, 
will be in their own hands. They play some good teams, but they're playing as good as anybody right now, so they can get themselves right back into the the playoff mix in pretty short order. Yeah, seven-game winning streak. Uh, We'll jump into the text box in a second here, 1-833-401-1440. Just want to give you guys an update for those who partook in our survivor pool. We might have a winner tomorrow. We may have a winner because Dran, unfortunately, took the Houston Texans this weekend to beat the New York Jets. Did not happen. I won't rub it in anymore, Brandon. Because I don't want you to rub in the Broncos beating up on my Chargers. But that leaves Bendelson or Ben Delson or Ben Elson with needing the Green Bay Packers to win tonight over the New York football Giants. So if that happens, he will be our champion and we'll have to figure out a prize pack from there. But uh, if he loses, then I think they go back one more week. I think that's how it goes. I didn't read the fine print on this pool, so we'll find out. And then uh, the hockey pool right now, top five looks like Koskinen 2.0, Haas, Awesome Rossums, Boldy getting Aho, and Abar down, or Abba are down. With, uh, their picture is strutty. One of the few people to use a picture, and I, I respect that. And then sitting in sixth place, the Connors. But we're coming. We're coming. Jay Cottinger is going to give me some points tonight. We're, we're going to be right in that top five in no time. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line if you want to uh, send some in here. Fat Efron says, "I feel like Mahomes this morning." I'm going to censor him. Complaining. We have a three-way tie for last spot in the playoffs, and I think we would go to standings, then match up through the season, then points for points against. But we're doing standings, then point four points against. So now I need Tyreek Hill to get forty points because I'm losing in points four versus the guy I beat in the regular season. It's not fair, man. Fantasy football kind of sucks that way. It's like in one of my leagues, one of the higher scoring teams, and I'm almost dead last. It's just just the way she goes sometimes. That's unfortunate. Patrick Mahomes was a little frustrated. I was surprised after the game. I, I don't know if you saw the, the little thing, Brandon, of Mahomes and Josh Allen giving the hug after the game, and Mahomes was complaining to him. Maybe, maybe Josh Allen said something first, like, oh man, sorry about that call, or incited it. But Mahomes was uh, quite frustrated. Even Andy Reid after the game doesn't usually get too frustrated. But uh, Kadarius Tony, when the ball was snapped, he was a good yard offside. That was the right call. It's unfortunate. Did it make a huge impact on the play? Probably not. But a lot of times, neither do those holding calls downfield. A rule is a rule. Yeah. And. This is probably a lot of the frustration from people that are not Chiefs fans, I think, is bred out of something we've talked about in the show. When you have success, it automatically, it's an arc. You are the the plucky team that people like to root for. Maybe you got a young quarterback, somebody fun to watch. Then all of a sudden you start to have sustained success and you become the villain. And and at least for me, that is where the Chiefs are at right now. After watching the um, the quarterback series on Netflix this past summer, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Maybe it's just because of the stark contrast between him and his personality type to say a guy like Kirk Cousins. And hey, you can you can argue what that merits because Patrick Mahomes has a couple uh, Super Bowl titles, uh, MVP, etc. Kirk Cousins does not. Um, but I, I'm just I'm not as in on Mahomes and the Chiefs, and I've been uh, really driving home the point that I think their receivers are a detriment to this team and will limit their ability to have success in the long run come playoff time and and competing for a championship again. All that to be said. That's why I think people are basically telling the Chiefs to to can it and, and not complain because 
Yes, they got hosed on a PI call last week, but also the the rough in the passer call right before yeah. that. How many how many rough in the passer calls does Patrick Mahomes draw that are probably not roughing the passer calls just because of the um a reputation that he has as the league's top player now. So I, I don't feel sorry for them at all. You broke, like, it's a foul. You you violated the rule, and it is what it is. It's the same as, like, in um a ho- in a hockey game, shooting the puck over the glass yeah. unintentionally or, or, you know, something like that of that nature. It, it's not it's not the, uh you know, essence of the rule. That's not what it's there for, but it's a rule all the same, and it has to be enforced and uh, we talked about it with Joe Rextrode this morning uh, out of Nashville. Say, like, this is a thing that the NFL was said they were going to crack down on. They've already called it 12 times this year. It was only called three times the entirety of last season. So um, I- I'm not going to listen to it anymore. I, I will not be shocked if uh, Reed and or Mahomes get a little uh, fine for their um, verbalizing their frustrations. But I-, I honestly think it's more so they were they are mad at Kadarius Tony, and it's but you can't. Patrick Mahomes isn't the guy to be seen screaming at his teammate on the sideline. He's not that guy, even if I think he's, you know, not as good of a guy as, say, Kirk Cousins. It's still not who he is. So you take it on the refs instead, and it's probably overflow from their frustration at the end of last week's game, too. Let it go, boys. You got to focus on next week, but for sure. I mean, that I, I don't blame him for getting mad. And, I mean, even when I played a uh, little high school football at Ross Shepard, as you and uh, Kev will mention occasionally on the show <laughs> you check with the you check with the, the ref yeah. you look over you My give him the nut and he'll tell you back up yeah and i mean i know the reed was probably thinking like you could have told him you could have gave him a heads up but Kadarius tony's got to be watching for that one and i agree with ear candy this text says why aren't offense offsides penalties blown dead like false starts there was a play in the chargers game where i think it was an illegal shift we were watching like four games i was watching with my buddies yesterday and they just let the play go. And then it was called back. It's like, just call it immediately. If you let it go, you think you have that free play, right? Offense is like, oh, free play. They must have jumped. And it, the worst part was it wiped out a play of the year. Like Travis Kelsey, oh. the heads up play to dish it off to Tony like that. I don't know if that was schemed, but that was amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it was, was it Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call for, for that game. Yeah, I, Tony I, Romo just to, going to, crazy. To, to, <laughs> classic Tony Romo. Uh, he seemed to think that was not scripted. That was an impromptu play by Kelsey, who, of course, played. He was recruited to college as a quarterback, so he can throw the ball yeah. um, and delivered a perfect spiral uh, backwards to Tony there. But Tony caught it, too. Yeah, that might be the more surprising <laughs> thing, actually. I guess he's good at catching balls when they're coming backwards to him uh, rather than uh, catching them downfield. But... To, to talk about your candy's text here, I said this because he texted a similar thing earlier this morning. I said, like, I th- like the NFL quite often will let plays develop regardless uh, of what flags are fl- thrown, with some exceptions. Yeah. But because what if what if the uh, the Bills intercepted that ball? They could decline the penalty, could they not? I would assume so, yeah. Right? So, like, it, you, you let the play develop and you can go back and make the calls after the fact. It's... Um, Oh, oh, and the juice just texted in the exact same thing. Yeah, exceptions on defense will decline. Exactly. Yeah. That's always the thing. Like in hockey, you cannot turn down penalties, although there's certain times where, um, including the Delburn senior outlaws, uh, sometimes would prefer not to get a power play because you're so inept at it. Shout out the outlaws. Um, but that, it's not the case in football. You can turn it down if the play goes away you want, whether it be to move it to fourth down, uh, the yardage doesn't change, you get a turn, whatever, right? So so that's where I think the reasoning comes on that side of thing. But it's uh, 
I get the Chiefs' frustration, but at the same time, it really boils down to, did he commit the foul? Yes, it's a penalty. Throw the flag. Yeah, and I mean, like I just say, like as a quarterback, I feel like when they see that flag go, you're thinking free play. They're mm-hmm. letting go because if it's on the offense, typically, especially if it's a false start, it's Fl- flag flagged right immediately, away, yeah. right? So you're thinking, okay, free play here. Might as well heave it up. But for sure, it, it comes down to Kadarius Tony. That's a lesson. I'll, I will wager he never makes that mistake again. <laughs> What's he's there always, not? He's going to get to the line, and he's just every single time. Check with the ref. Was there not a play in? I don't remember if it was a playoff game or just late in the regular season last year where a similar penalty was called, and it was, and that was the bigger issue was that it looked like he did check with the ref, and the ref said he was good. I, 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 it's vaguely in my memory. I can't remember what game it was though. Well, maybe we'll do some research in the break here, and we'll come back and see if we can find it. Uh, we've got a text from Craig and Red Deer Scott, Connor, Brett. One no name here. We'll get to those and more. You're listening to Fantasy Frenzy. Keep the text coming in. one 1440 Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky here on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Yeah, Brandon, uh, you and I were talking about it during the break here. The, the play you're talking about where a receiver asked the ref, kind of got the nod, and then the, was deemed to be lined up offside. I do remember that now that you're talking about it. It was at the top of the screen, I think, yeah. if we go back and look at it. I, but we can't find it because you search the, those keywords, and all that comes up is Kadarius Tony. Yeah, the, the, the Google search machine just pumping out everything <laughs> about last night. And the thing is, most people are in agreement with what we're saying here. Like, it was the right call. It, like You can't argue that point of it. You can argue its impact on the play, which was zero. <laughs> yep. Um, but it, it's, like, it is matter of fact. And so here's the thing. They don't call it. They score the touchdown. We're the total opposite side of that this morning. Bills fans are up in arms saying they lost this game, which is basically like every Bills game right now is must win, especially with the Broncos keep winning. Jake Browning apparently is elite, and the Bengals continue to win. Between the Texans, Colts, and Jags lost yesterday, like th- that game mattered a lot for Buffalo. And so if that does not get called and they score that touchdown, the Bills lose the game, we're having a very different conversation here this morning. And if anyone does want to argue it, I'm just going to retweet it right now at Connor Howley on Twitter or X. Uh, Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports as the picture right as the ball was snapped. The ball is lined up behind the hash mark. Tony's foot is on the hash mark. And if you want to really start to be picky, the right tackle is nowhere near Creed Humphrey's belt line. So Mm -hmm. he's lined up way too far back. But I'm pretty sure that's Jawan Taylor, and that's all he does. He's been doing it <laughs> Break for... Break the rules. He's been doing it for so a couple of years. So, uh, yeah, that's it, it was the right call. What, She's going to be mad, but the, it was the right call. The funniest thing that I can I just can't stop laughing about it is that how far offside he was. Yeah. It was <laughs> not close. I like it. I like it. Those are those are fundamentals. Those and, are, I, and I know you take you savor it a little bit extra, of course, uh, despite your Chargers being in a uh, not a great point of their season. Justin Herbert uh, now out for Thursday's game. Easton Stick officially, I believe so. I just saw. He's I, a tough cookie, man. I caught the. It says, I mean, how uh, how much has he struggled with the injury to his non-throwing hand? Now it's going to be on his. It's throwing tough hand. when you can't go under center. You know. Yeah. Well, defenses are tipped off a little bit there but uh, i do hope uh we get to well actually i don't hope because this will sewer me in my fantasy league uh, a lot of leagues playoffs starting this uh, coming weekend um 
my one league for sure included. I don't know if the other one does or not. Um, doesn't matter. I'm a top seed in each one. Not to brag, but it is a brag. But Easton Stick, all-time great name. Can't believe he's not a hockey player, first of all. Uh, but whatever, if he's going to play on Thursday, the Chargers, it's Chargers-Raiders, right? Yeah, Aiden so O'Connell versus Easton Stick. The matchup everybody wanted at this point of the season, and your uh, your good buddy Lance, local Raiders fan, he, he just texted in as well, oh, God, the Raiders. Yeah, what a barn burner that was, Vikings-Raiders. It was uh, They were talking about it during the Houston Jets game that had been however long since uh, an NFL game had been 0-0 at the half, and then we see two in the same game. Lowest scoring NFL game in 16 years. I think the three nothing final between Mini and uh, Vegas. Yeah, Chargers. Inter- Chargers coming off a six nothing victory. Interesting day of football <laughs> yesterday, to say the least. Uh, quite a few upsets. That my Texans get rolled by the Jets. Uh, the Bills and Chiefs game was great. The Sunday night football is probably a little left some to be desired because the Eagles are frauds and Dak Prescott is should be now the odds on favorite for MVP. I think this will. I mean, the the Niners were great again. Um, they get a big win. So Brock Purdy's stock will probably won't fall, but I think Prescott's will just rise that much more to probably uh, jump over him in that uh, conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of the naysayers for Brock Purdy say, like, just go look at his touchdowns. It's, you know, swing passes to Debo, or swing pass to Ayuk. He's made some nice throws, but we're, we're team Dak here. Uh, right now, of quarterbacks of note, I can't count Cousins. I can't count Flacco, but he's only behind Tua, Stroud, and Purdy for yards per game. He's got three more touchdowns than Purdy and one less interception. Uh, the Cowboys looked legit last night. Or are the Eagles frauds? The Eagles are frauds. <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard one single or read one single text from the Eagles fans in our inbox, which normally they are quite uh, quick to jump on me when I'm uh, not giving them enough credit, but they're quiet this morning. That, that's uh, The Eagles are in a tough stretch, and yes, their schedule was just, they just went through the gauntlet. It will ease up on them noticeably here while the Cowboys are kind of the flip side of that. They'll have a very tough road ahead of them. Um, but, like, the Eagles are still a good team, but their defense is officially upgraded to suspect, <laughs> is what I would call it now. Upgraded uh, or downgraded? Well, I guess depends which way your spectrum <laughs> works. Is is bad at the top or is uh, good at the top? Either way, it is suspect now. Uh, well, let's get into the inbox here for the Canadian Brewhouse. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I'll be heading out to the Jensen Lakes location tonight for Monday night football. We got a doubleheader. Be a lot of fun. Well, not a doubleheader per se, just two games being played at the exact same time. Uh, we'll be qualifying three lucky winners for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and somebody will leave with the uh, CBH barbecue tailgate package. And maybe I'll buy you a beer as well. Jensen Lake's location tonight, that's the North St. Albert location. And I just want to say Easton Stick, four-time national champion at the FCS level. Part of that Bison dynasty. Dynasty. Took, took over for Carson Wentz and just guided them to three natties. That's SDSU? Yeah. yeah. South Dakota State, yeah. I believe. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into the inbox. Some questions coming in here. Uh, Brett says, do the Jays swing some money to other free agents or pursue any of them like they were Otani? Uh, well, we touched on Bellinger. I mean, he's the next big one, right? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Because uh, they basically took themselves out of the Juan Soto uh, sweepstakes. And yes, that's a diff because you have to give up assets as yeah. well as pay a ton of money to Juan Soto. So I'm not, I mean, he's a great player. Do not get me wrong. But I mean, if I'd had to take my pick, I 
outside of the actual talent, I think I would have chosen Otani because you don't need to give up anything else. Um, but yeah, Bellinger, the big name now. And also, I mean, hey, still in-house, uh, probably still strongly considering uh, what it will take to bring Matt Chapman back into the yeah. fold because, yes, his uh, his bat, he, he was off to such a great start last season and then uh, really petered out kind of down the stretch and his bat not nearly as effective, but he's still a gold glove third baseman and that type of um, veteran presence and reliability of the caught corner uh, for what is still a pretty young baseball team that has had at times some defensive inefficiencies on the infield. I think you can't really overstate Chapman's value there, but I think it will really depend on the price. But I think priority one right now is probably Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I would agree. There's names out there. It's not just Shohei, but Shohei certainly was the kind of the, the big one, and then Juan Soto available via trade. Uh, Connor says Morosi was his own source. You're taking a wild guess for the attention and hopes to be right. There's too many me- members of the media who are similar. Like any industry, there are good and bad. Yeah, I mean, especially a shot like that one. If you're right, people are going to hold you in high regard. If you're wrong, you will never forget it because the internet never forgets. Whenever he breaks news, people will bring it up. So uh, that's, uh, for him personally, that's a tough one. Scott says, can I get a shout out for the Edmonton Wolves? Number one team in the AJFHL. Shout out to the Wolves. I'm not familiar with that league. Hey, are you Connor? No, the A J F H L. I assume Alberta Junior Female Hockey League. There we That's go. That's it. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Shout out the Wolves. Keep it up. Keep it going. You're you're halfway there. I don't know how long the season goes, but <laughs> roughly. Don't sure. don't sit back. Don't rest on your. Is it laurels? Is that what they say? Yeah, your laurels. What is that? Where does that expression come from? I don't know, because a laurel is like something you put on your head, I thought. Like, that's what the Greeks wore, a laurel wreath. Or is laurel type of tree? That's why the wreath is made of it. Wow. Either way, keep working, stay motivated. Don't rest on your laurels. I I always say, like, some sayings here, and I just don't know if I get them right all the time. And you're like, did I say that right? (laughs) And it's it's funny. Kevin will do this sometimes. He messes them up on purpose. Yeah. Like, And it's like a version of, like, he says it's not rocket surgery. And people get on him in the text line, and it's like, well, no, he did say it on purpose, uh, wrong, because they're like um, Rickyisms, yeah, from Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> <Exactly>. right? <laughs> I was gonna say, don't rest on your morals, and I'm like, well, what that makes sense? That's not right. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> that's- laurels. Uh, hey guys, maybe Otani's the ultimate troll sitting at home on social media, giggling his ass off, putting out fake leads. It was kind of funny, Craig and Red Deer. If you're if you're not a fan of the Jays, it was hilarious. Oh, without a doubt. I had some fun with I've, it, too. I found humor in it, and I am a Jays fan. Yeah. Partly because of seeing other people, once again, my friends, get so convinced. And even, uh, like, when you guys had your M-Chuck on uh, the Gregor show last week, as uh, as he has every Wednesday, I believe, listening to him, even at that point, that was before the hype had fully built, like, when it kind of crescendoed on Friday, um, and then the decision Saturday morning, like... Ty loves the Jays. He lives for it. He goes to games every year, both in Toronto, Seattle, whatever. And uh, I can only imagine how crestfallen he was on Saturday morning. We got the news. Uh, we finished up our beer league game, the Trop. Then we went for some drinks and food after. Uh, and we all kind of got the notification at the same time. Our phone's buzzing. And it was like, well, this is what I expected on a personal level. But uh, there was a lot of people out there that I, they just had their hearts shattered, basically. Hopefully nobody already ordered a jersey. It was such like a lame announcement, too. Like Otani just posting the Dodgers logo. And like a low-res image. It like, was like when the Chargers moved to L.A. and put out that weird L.A. logo. <laughs> That's like what I had flashbacks to, like equal disappointment. 
<laughs> not great, in my opinion. Could have done better. Prediction. Stewart and Skinner will be gone at the trade deadline. Jack Campbell and Calvin Pickard are going to bring this team to the playoffs. No name on that one. I'm asking for the name. That is a that is a hot take. Yeah, he, he started that with prediction, colon. That should have said boldest prediction of maybe all time, <laughs> colon. Stewart and Skinner. Stuart Skinner. But it's not the right spelling of Stuart for Stuart Skinner. So maybe he means uh, some other Stuart that we're not aware of. Anthony Stewart. Mark Stewart. Also not the right spelling, but <laughs> not a not a necessarily important detail. We don't uh, we don't judge too much in terms of spelling or grammar here oh. on the text line. Usually, the only times we have issues is if people are using the voice to text, which we encourage. If you're driving, we don't want you. Um, there we go, Siri. <laughs> That's who he's blaming for it. Um, yeah, voice to text. We we don't want you using your phone while you're driving. Respect. So uh, so yeah, that is. It's always a good laugh for us if some of these things come through and they don't really make sense because uh, Siri or Google Assistant didn't quite pick it up properly. Big Dooley says Eagles are frauds. I think there's probably a lot of people that feel that way. I mean, I, I still want to see them in the playoffs. Uh, I'd like to see how that game goes if it's played at the link, but Cowboys looking good. Fat Afron says, sadly, our Texans are not a playoff team now. With Dell and Collins out, playoffs are slipping away, but I'm still really proud of what we did this year. You know what? I think as a Texans fan, you can take that. And you were on that that circle. Are we real? And then some injuries happen, and... Now it's not looking quite as good, but why keep winning? Be like the Chargers. Lose these games. They, they have matter. no reason to lose because the Cardinals possess their first-round mm. pick. Second-round pick, though. Think yeah, of the second Turn round. it into basically a first-round pick by finishing <laughs> last. <laughs> it's easy. It's uh, easy. No, I would. I, I agree with um, the, the text here from Fat Efron. Yes, like as soon as all of a sudden you eliminate Tank Dell and Nico Collins, you're like, okay, maybe this offense isn't really that good because uh, their run game has not been good all year. Like that, that is outside of like a couple decent games in terms of yardage for Singletary and then the production, like fantasy production from Pierce. It's like the run game has not been there. CJ Stroud entering concussion protocol. That's going to have uh, some concerns raised as well. Like all of a sudden, like my fantasy teams have battled injury all season long. Jefferson, Mike Williams, Nick Chubb, what like across both teams, you you name it. And now I may be without each of my top two quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud and Justin Herbert, although it might be a blessing in disguise to not be forced into playing Justin Herbert as my starting QB each week. Don't Negative 2.7 points this week. Yikes. Uh, we had a text come in here. We're going to go to break in a second here. Uh, Montana DeRice, clearly a Niners fan. 70% completes a percentage for seven straight games. Hasn't happened since Montana. Also number one seed at the moment. I assume that is the... Per, or the uh, the argument for Purdy to be MVP. You'd had a couple, yeah, highest air yards per attempt, best deep ball accuracy all belong to Purdy. See the passes he had yesterday. What's with the weird Brock Purdy hate? He also rolled the Eagles and the Cowboys. Purdy MVP, and then followed that up with that stat you just gave. We're not hating on Brock Purdy. I am a believer. He's the real deal. But that can be true, and also I still think Dak Prescott is the MVP. Two things can be true at once. I would ask Montana to Rice, who's more crucial to that offense, Purdy or Christian McCaffrey? Or Trent Williams or Debo well, Samuel. <laughs> sure. Because yeah. like we saw what the Niners were when those two guys were not but, in the lineup. Yeah, I, I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey. I, I think he should have a stronger case for MVP than Brock Purdy. You could make that's the a biased opinion. You could make the argument that Kyle Shanahan's system, like McDaniel, uh, a protege, running back isn't as important. But I, I think that 
man, I think without Christian McCaffrey, that's going to be tough. But yeah, I, Purdy's in the conversation, as is Dak, who's ahead. I think the betting odds have Dak slightly ahead, but I believe Purdy's second. Coming, coming into the weekend, Purdy was the favorite uh, in terms of betting as a, as a midseason future. Like I said, I would think either if it hasn't already been reset this morning by the end of the official end of week 14 at the end of tonight's games, I would think it will uh, be shifted to have Dak uh, ahead. And now Chomster is jumping in. The Dolphins fan pump the brakes. Two and Hill haven't even played yet. For sure. That's in the conversation. Ever- I'm loving it because there is no unanimous MVP this year. And the MVP is just a fraud award anyway, so who cares? <laughs> it's just an award for the best quarterback. Or wink. sorry, it's a, it's, wink, a wink. it's an award for the quarterback that plays for the top seed. It's like coach of the year. It's like coach of the year just goes to the best surprise quarter coach oh, who sucked but didn't play better. Like, oh, it's never like the best coach. I'm just having some fun with all you guys that are sending in the MVP. You're all, you all have legitimate arguments and it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. And two of the fan bases are going to be really ticked off when the one guy wins it. We'll see, though. We'll see. Plenty of football to be played. And cement your case for the MVP. Uh, that was the mailbox for the Canadian Brew House sending you to the Super Bowl. Join me at the Jensen Lakes location. That's the Northern St. Albert location tonight for the old uh, two-gamer, as we like to see on Monday night. Football will take a break when we come back. More of your text. We'll let you know what's coming up on the station today, as well as the month of giving continuing. It's a good one for hockey fans. We'll tell you about it and more coming up next here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. It is Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. This is Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you today as per usual. Oh, Montana DeRice is fired up. Making some good points. We'll get to those in a second. Today coming up after us, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide with, uh, well, Alan Mitchell, Low Tide, and Declan Kruger. Uh, they'll be joined by Bill Schmid. Of course, he is the host of post games on the Green Bay Packers radio network. Packers take it on the Giants tonight. They'll have Rachel Dory as well of Staff Graph. Also, Stadium and Bet MGM. And then at 120, Al Lowdown will welcome Jason Greger, the host of the Jason Greger Show. Uh, today on the Greger Show, we got Brownlee, Cam Date, Andy Petrillo, uh, Grant Vadork will be by, TR hopefully. I know he's uh, shooting season three of Shorzy. I got a chance to look at his his schedule today. It is pretty wild. So we're going to try to get TR on. Uh, Mark Spector at 5 and then Kevin Woodley at 520. We'll talk about the Oilers goaltending and uh, what's changed. Also, it is the month of giving. Today we've got a wicked package. Today we've got a 12-person suite for the Oilers and Kraken game on January 18th. That comes with two parking passes and a $750 food and beverage credit to use in the suite. So, hey, business owners, you want to take your staff out for a good night? Maybe... uh, Maybe a boys' night with the family. A couple guys want to throw some money together. All funds raised today will go to the Christmas Bureau. We raised over $25,000 on Friday alone for Adopt-A-Teen. So big shout-out to everyone who donated. Uh, We'll do the pyramid again on Friday, but uh, $25,000. The previous Friday, we raised $16,000. So uh, awesome to see the uh, giving spirit in this city and again, we'll keep it up today. Uh, like I said, the 12-person suite for an Oilers game. Two parking passes, $750 food credit. Uh, the text line, Montana to Rice. A lot of good points. Just kind of throwing it out there that every good team, you know, MVP candidates always do have good talent around them. 
Dak has good talent around him, as does Tua and Tyreek Hill. Nobody faulted Brady for his dink and dunk style either. Well, I did. <laughs> Until he got Randy Moss. Then he started just slinging, slinging it. it. <laughs> Randy would just be covered by Revis, but you throw it up to him. Yeah. Also, yeah. Jimmy G was never considered for MVP. LOL, same team. Uh, well, no. Chris McCaffrey just joined this team last season. Yeah. And uh, yes, Jimmy G was playing probably the best football of his career last year. And I definitely think was in the MVP conversation before going down to injury. Also, we've never said Brock Purdy doesn't believe to be there, but doesn't deserve yeah. to be there. He, he does. He's in that top three for sure. I, I Yeah. Bar, barring some tragic uh, ending to the season here for the Niners, I, I think it is very, very likely, if not certain, that Brock Purdy will be a finalist for the MVP. Unholy Goalie says Philly knows what they're doing. Setting teams up, we're going to underestimate them. P.S. You got to look up Philly Court. Hilarious. Uh, well, we got some time after the show. Maybe we will take a look at that one. Uh, T says, hey, guys, I have a question for you. Do you think Chuba Hubbard will ever play down in the CFL? And by the way, he graduated from my high school, Bev Facey. Also, do you think Nathan O'Rourke or his brother will play in the CFL? Atif, I I would question it with Chuba. I mean, he's having success at the NFL. He's like, going to get another contract in the NFL. Yes. And then at that point, it's going to be like, is it worth it? Does he need to? Stampeders hold his rights. So... I hope not. I hope he just has a great NFL career and never plays for the Calgary Stampeders. He's a biased Edmontonian. But, yeah. Uh, Nathan Rourke, I think, will play in the CFL again. His brother Curtis is in the transfer portal. Going to be interesting to see where he ends up. Miami, Ohio. No. Just Ohio. Ohio Ohio University. The Bobcats. Yes. Not Ohio State, but Ohio. Um, Yeah. And we actually, I reached out to him to get him on with Gregor. And he said he's quite busy right now, but we're going to try to make that happen. Hopefully when we get an announcement where he goes, because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the guy, that guy can sling it. So be very cool to see Montana to rice. Their points per game went up when Purdy replaced Jimmy G. Also, they didn't have Debo for multiple games down the stretch. Yeah, that's fair. These are all true things. All, yeah. You, These are all good points. Uh, the juice says might have to come to the brewers to see you tonight. If I let myself get off work early enough, juice, come on out. Let me know who you are. Say, Hey, I'm the juice. And then I'll get you a beer. Oh, the juice, <laughs> the juice. And you can uh, have some juice. Exactly. Some barley juice. Uh, Tyler and Millwood says, I hate the Cowboys, but clearly it's Dak at the moment. That's referring to MVP. ML says, would you guys play Zabinijad for three or Schmaltz for four? Points league only. Thanks, Mark. We're assuming that's three games and Schmaltz for four games. Yeah, so I, I confirmed that week. with the schedule that this uh, must be a, le- a league where you set your lineup for the week and then it is locked. Um, I'll be honest. I am a big Arizona Coyotes fan. Uh, not even just this season. Going back to last, Karel uh, uh, Vamelka uh, had a great season last year. Connor Ingram, right now uh, a top ten uh, Vesna in terms of a candidate in terms of odds that you can place a bet on online. Um, and Nick Schmaltz a big part of that. The Coyotes have a ton of offensive talent. And I think Nick Schmaltz almost flies under the radar a little bit. Um, because of the fact that they have Clayton Keller and uh, new upstart Logan Cooley. But Clayton Keller owes a lot of his success to Nick Schmaltz. I think um, you could maybe take a uh, a dive on the deep stats and see what their point production is like when not both of them are in the lineup. But uh, the extra game, huge, uh, huge benefit as well. Uh, the Coyotes play the Sabres, a team that gives up some pretty decent amount of offensive chances. The Penguins tomorrow. So they're on a back-to-back. Um, usually not as big of an issue for, say, forwards compared to, like, obviously a goalie isn't going to play on the back-to-back. Um, the Rangers play the Maple Leafs. 
They'll probably see Ilya Samsonov in that one. Uh, and then later this week, the Rangers take on the Ducks. That should be a, a good point night for them as the Ducks have really uh, kind of slid off in terms of competitiveness. And then the Bruins um, on Saturday for the Rangers, who are, you know, one of the best, uh, if not the best defensive team in the league between their two goalies. So uh, the Yotes, they play the Sabres again later this week uh, as well. So I- I'm going Nick Schmaltz based on A, matchups, and B, uh, they also play the Sharks on Friday. So there's a couple better opportunities for the Sharks. Extra game in there, and both are, like, they're pretty even, I would say. Like, Zvinijev might be the better player, but fantasy-wise, I think they're probably pretty parallel. Shorty said, I've said rocket surgery for decades. It came from Don Cherry a la Rock'em Sock'em era. Yeah, good good times. Big Dooley says, I just lost Herbert. I have Pickett also lost Anthony Richardson, and I only have Bryce Young to give me the stretch run. Wish me luck. That's kind of very similar to uh, to Brandon and all his team, we'll talk about that later on. I think in the week, uh, you're, you, yeah, you hey. need QB advice. I yeah, like, am I starting Baker Mayfield this uh, coming weekend? Question Easton mark? Stick, Easton, you see, hit Quinton Johnston. I will not be starting Easton Stick. You'll live the to regret play the this. Packers, their defense is pretty good. Easton Stick against the Raiders. All we got to do is slow down Max Crosby and Quinton Johnston. Ninety yards. Everybody loves Does to... Does Easton Stick throw a more catchable ball? I, I mean, he people dropped are, it in a bucket. People are asking. It's a catchable ball. It's it's like a nice softy. Exactly. Not too many Quentin Johnson haters today on uh, social media. Lance says, don't get me started on Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G. Great looking guy. Can he lead a team to victory? Well, he'd get a team to the Super Bowl. If he could have dropped it in a bucket, they could have won that Super Bowl. Uh, Pillman says, I actually laughed out loud when you chumps found out it, it wasn't him on the plane. Happy Monday, boys. I replied. I said, that's pretty rude, but happy Monday. And then he said, I've been an Orioles fan for 15 years. Talk about rude. <laughs> and the Orioles aren't bad. They're back, but their owner is still notoriously cheap. So <laughs> it's, it's being an Orioles fan is tough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Being a sports fan is tough. Unless you're like Patriots, but even they're starting to feel the burn now. Anyways, that'll do it for us. Up next, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide. Make sure you text in right now. Tell him, hello, happy Monday. He will appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. If you missed anything, check out the podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get them from. Make sure you subscribe as well. Before we hand things over, we're going to get to an update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in the Dukes, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.